You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Watch the uh, the YouTube channel Hot Ones. I don't know what that is. Is it's, that like so it's porn? The, no, it's show? this guy. His name's Sean Evans, and he brings people in. They're going on like their ninth season now. He brings celebrities in, and like they eat hot wings. Mm. Basically, like graduating okay. to higher heatness or whatever. Do they get to the ghost pepper? Yeah, well, yeah. they get beyond that. Oh, what's um, be- nothing's beyond the like, ghost pepper he, show. But the people he gets to to be on that show. It's like amazing. Like I was yeah. watching a few today where he had like Scarlett Johansson and wow. Jeff Goldblum was on it. And Jeff Goldblum so far has been my fucking one of my favorite guests that he's had. Shocking, of course. Surprising no one. Because he's so fucking random though with all of his answers. Yeah. He's so like I so we we do that and and I mean look at you. You you laughing. I love my pink pants. I got these pink pants from the store. But it's like, very stream of conscious. But this this host, this millennial, look at me. This oh, he's fucking, fucking millennials, millennials, man. But this kid he's he's interviewing him and at one point um Jeff Goldblum's like, you know, you remind me of of another, just a wonderful actor, sweet man. Uh, do you know who Scott Kahn is? And he's like, no. He's like, oh, he's he's made a lot of appearances on Hawaii Five-0. His father, James, James Kahn. Kahn. And you know James Kahn from a very famous film called, and the guy's just looking at him, he's like, what? he's like, uh, the, the Godfather. You've seen The Godfather. And he's like. <laughs> that movie came out in 72. And, and the guy's like, no, I haven't. And I'm like, how are you going to fucking bring people on? I mean. And like. It, it, be any kind of person in entertainment and not have seen The Godfather. Like, I understand. At a certain My point, wife hasn't seen The Godfather. Yeah. What's the statute of limitations? she's not interviewing celebrities. Like, there is a base okay. knowledge that you need to have if you're going to interview people. There's a frame of, a general frame Fair of enough. reference. And I feel like famous films like The Godfather, should kind of be in your wheelhouse. You should have stumbled across at least parts of it. I mean, they fucking show it all the time on AMC, like on cable. Like, to not you should have know, accidentally seen it by To this not point. know who James Caan is and to not know that he played Sonny Corleone, you know, that should be at least in your lexicon. I forgive the actors because, you know... I mean, that's the equivalent of us knowing like all of the black and white movies that came out. Like, what's your what's your blind spot, Joe? We do a, a podcast about movies and I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. There, I said it. It's Citizen Kane. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen Citizen Kane? No, it got spoiled for me online, so I skipped it. Oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, I've seen I've Citizen seen Kane. There's a lot of... I don't know. I, I think my blind spot when it comes to movies is probably mm. like 60s, uh, late 60s, early 70s, like uh, like crime dramas. Like stuff like Late The 60s, French right? Connection. Oh, right. Stuff like oh, that. that's a good one. It's, it's like a that. really good movie, but I didn't see that one until much later. Oh, you have seen it, though. Yeah, okay. I have seen it. And that the fact that they made a second one, I still haven't seen yeah. that. I'm like, that seems a little Rocky II-ish. Like, <laughs> it's the escape from like L.A. The way, we didn't like the way it ended the first time, <laughs> yes. so now we're going to end it where he catches him. Exactly. Uh, and I don't know if that's actually how it ends, but I'm, I'm assuming that's what happened. I haven't seen the sequel. I don't know. No. Um, and I won't. I but I do think that that's, that might be my blind spot. That's your big though, blind spot, huh? Some of the some of the crime dramas from right. the, the early so I, late. I'll 70s. forgive this guy, this kid, right? He's probably in his twenties. So like, that's right. a really long time ago for him. Okay, sure, but what I'm saying is, you make a career out of interviewing celebrities. But at a certain point, like how, like film has been around for over a hundred years now. At some point, like you're not going to be expected to know. All of you know. I'm trying to think of a really what's one I of the original. I don't think I films. completely agree. I see. I put. I, I put. You think 200 films, years from now we're still going to be expecting people to have seen Citizen? The same Kane. way I think 200 years from now people are going to know lyrics to the Beatles songs. Well, I think, yeah, but, I think that's just kind of a general thing. Like, but the Beatles have 
And I'm not saying that albums pe- worth of songs. I'm not saying he this needs to know film. intimately the movies, but I do think he should know the movie The Godfather. I think yeah. he should know that one. I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but that's a pretty that and that's not even like like you can't turn on the TV and watch Touch of Evil like yeah, every year. They right. don't show that around. But The Godfather, The Godfather's on. A, they on. even do the special like book version of The Godfather oh. where they showed the second and first films in chronological order. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I have I it on. I have like it on that. DVD. It's we're, pretty cool. We're about to watch. Do you recommend it that no. way or now watch it the original the way? The Tarantino first. way. Watch it the original yeah. way first. Jenna has not seen The Godfather two. Oh, and, uh, wow, it's, it's in the queue. Godfather two is my favorite. Me too. It's the. It's so. It's hard to go dope. back and watch the first one after you've seen that second one. You're like, it's, oh, this first. One. It's like watching a New Hope when you really just want to watch Empire, watch Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. back. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you see oh, that D twenty three footage? Let's talk about it. Holy. I've been waiting. Hits. Hell yeah, man! I mean, good stuff, Lauren. You're gonna have to turn this off because I know oh, yeah. Lauren no said he didn't want to. He didn't no want to be exposed to this. Yeah. So, uh, dude, like, I had seen a leaked version of it, and I was telling my boss, uh, yep. mutual friend Jason. Sure. Uh, I was telling him about it this morning. I was like, dude, did you see like Ray with the double edged lightsaber and stuff? He's like, no, I've heard of that. Have you actually seen? it? I was like, yeah, I saw yeah. it. I didn't think they would release it on YouTube. I Usually, didn't that stuff they like uh, they because we read a description of it over the weekend. We're like, oh, heard about the shot where she. Uh, Throws the lightsaber like Thor's hammer, uh-huh. and like brings it back to her boomerangs. Yeah. Uh, but didn't she's, expect to actually she's see doing it. The, with the training droid. with the little uh, yeah. the little ball. Because at first yeah. we were like, "Is she just pissed?" I was like, "No, she's training. She must be getting frustrated too." Mm-hmm. And that fear leads to anger. <laughs> anger leads. Uh, so uh, yes, so no, then I looked this this morning. I was like, "He's like, yeah, I haven't seen it." I'm like, "Well, let me see if I can find it." I couldn't find the leaked version because they fucking just straight up released it. Sure did. Like six hours earlier on YouTube, and I was like. Let's fucking watch this. Not expecting that. It was so cool. And we must I love have how gone they back it. and rewatched it over and over. Yeah, again. we just rewatched it for like a third time here about a half an hour ago. Um, and it's really well done. In fact, it's two minutes long, but the first minute is all like a rehash of you know the shown clips and characters from the first six movies, which was yeah. surprising. I thought they were just going to limit it to the three there for a while. I'm surprised. Squeeze by Hayden two things. In there. Yeah. I'm surprised okay. they didn't add in like. Rogue One, like any of the stuff from Rogue One or Solo. Well, it's just, all about the Skywalker I saga, though. I get it, but still, Solo's kind of part of the Skywalker saga. But no, I understand why. I also thought it was interesting that they showed it in order of release of the films. Yeah, they And not go. in chronological order mm-hmm. of when things were supposed to take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was deliberate why they did that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's your, what's your theory? I think that they're going to tap into some more stuff from the prequel trilogy for this final film. It does seem like... Well, and J.J. Abrams is on record saying that, you know, this is this is episode nine, so you can't... He wants it to, to wrap up the entire... All three trilogies, Which is not just smart. his trilogy. Unfortunately, he also has to do a lot of damage control from the film that came before this. Uh, is it not... Bro, okay, so... Uh, the fucking... The Last Jedi... The more I think about The Last you, Jedi... Don't like, think I about still it. Stay, I st- don't think about just it. Just watch it. Don't think but about it. But that's the problem. Ryan Johnson should have just made it uh, instead of overthinking this and like, I just want to mind fuck everybody. Like, all the you more do... I think about this movie, the more I, re- I regret not being more vehement in my argument against Robert Wolanski when I was on that panel. With oh, him. yeah. Because The Fucking Last Jedi is like a kid giving a book report on a book he didn't read. <laughs> like, it's seriously, like, it gets so many things wrong. and But it gets so many things right. And I remember the argument with Robert Wolanski, and he's like, but like... It's, it's like Star Wars has grown up. Star Wars has grown up, and it's finally mature. I'm like, why? Why did it have to grow up? Well, because we've grown up. I'm like, great, we've grown up. Shouldn't we be able to go back to this escape? It's a fairy tale. It's supposed to be a fairy tale. It's always been a space that it was, fairy tale. Are you complaining it was too dark? 
I was complaining that what it did is it tried to it tried to create too many mature themes mm-hmm. with you know and I get it it's about letting Disney does a good job with that with like Bambi <laughs> where, yeah. where it's like let, letting go of the past, being able to say goodbye and 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 it told the story in an unconventional way and I kind of give it credit for that but at the same time this whole slow speed chase in space like it seemed like that was part of an idea that was supposed to be part of something bigger because when you think about it you think about the actual action that takes place in this movie mm-hmm. and like Finn and Rose going to Casino Planet that whole thing could have been cut out it There's... could have totally been cut out but like this whole slow speed chase was interesting for about 10 minutes but it didn't need to be the entire it film it didn't need to be the plot of the entire the, film. Uh, yeah the biggest complaint i have is that like by the end of that film we not much has changed from the beginning anywhere. except for uh, like i will vehemently defend like, vehement vehemently vehement vehemently <laughs> i will vehemently defend wnbc <laughs> i thought it was milkatoast <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I thought it was too. I'll, we could finally agree on this. I'll vehemently defend uh, um, what it did with Ray and Kylo, and even Luke, to that matter. Uh-huh. All that shit was fucking pitch perfect. For I me. I agree. I do like what they did and with those just characters. Redeemed everything else. I feel like uh. I would have liked a little bit more. I don't know. I I go back and forth. I I don't mind what they did with Luke, but I also wish that it would have been a little bit. I don't know, a little bit more, a little bit more substantial. Yeah, I hear you. Instead of like, him just kind of covering an escape and then dying on a rock. <laughs> like, Spoiler alert. I really wish that there was something a little more substantial to it. I get it, but at, the, at this point, like it, it's moved on. He's not the main character anymore. He is a, a secondary character. And he, and he doesn't support. have to be. He, doesn't, well, exactly. he definitely doesn't have to be the main character, but I still think that that doesn't mean you have to rob him of a true hero's end. I think he did have a true hero's end. I don't know. All right. Well, agree to disagree. Okay. I'm just saying, that movie, <laughs> when in Rome. that movie is 75% great, and then there's 25% that needs improvement, is but what that, I would say. See, but that 25% is 100% bad. No! What's not? What's not? Let's really Watch start again. breaking down the percentages Watch here. it again. Uh, so, what else? Have you seen anything interesting? Uh, b- 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 well, before we get off of Star Wars stuff, oh. uh, what do you think of these rumors about the Obi-Wan series now? I there think it's wonderful. Talk of a... And I think another reason why they showed those things in order of when the movies were released, we got to see quite a bit of Obi-Wan in some mm-hmm. of that stuff. So, I think Disney, the like how they do... They like to subliminally like throw things at you. They like to put those breadcrumbs. Hey, remember out there. this? Yeah. And I think Ewan McGregor and his his Obi Wan thing I think is brilliant because he was the best part of those prequel trilogies. Absolutely, he was the best part of those. Undeniable. Movies. And so, yes, let's bring him in. I love that. I love that they're able to get some of these some of these stars that like. I guess there was a time when people were too good for television or too good for streaming, sir. But. To be a part of the, this saga, to be a part of all this, yeah. I think that's really smart. And also, I feel like it's almost the opposite nowadays. Like, TV actors are too good for films. Yeah. Like, too good for blockbuster tentpoles, like the ones we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, that's true. Um, that wasn't a segue. What about the, uh, <laughs> so the Marvel news? The Marvel DC, or Marvel Disney, that I just, Sony news, the Spider-Man stuff? Oh, man. Oh, man. That seems like so long ago, I'd already kind of suppressed that memory. But the but, thing is, it's like... So, yeah. what's going to... I mean, like... Because Jenna was crying about this earlier too, and I don't mean that in a she was crying. I mean, like literally, like it was. Uh, it's it's it's. A, you may take my land. So you may take my freedom. But she's like, I don't want more my Spider my Spider Man movies, man. We just got. We'll oh, still get Spider Man. The last. Movies. No, we're <laughs> not going to get Tom Holland Spider Man movies, or maybe we will. I have faith 
that they're going to pull a James Gunn. And a year from now, when I guess it would be nice. If, if Tom you Holland could give me Parker, <laughs> you know my Peter Parker has got a lot on you. Oh, okay, okay. If uh, uh, yeah, I I think a year from now they'll pull a James Gunn, and we'll just hear someday. Oh, hey, you know what? Uh, Marvel and Sony they actually came to an agreement. It's been working behind the scenes this entire time, and uh, Spider Man Three with Tom Holland is coming out next summer. Yeah, I, I think that'll happen because. Man, <laughs> it would be really Spider-Man disappointing. Homeless. homeless. <laughs> that's what he is now. Oh, homeless. that's so sad. Oh, and poor Tom Holland. He is butthurt about this whole Dude, thing. Dude, I don't blame him. I don't blame him, him either. He's like, here's an entire studio. It's like, like you're brought in under false your pretenses. Career. Like, exactly. Hey, we're bringing you in. You're going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. You're going to work with Iron Man, and we're, that's how it's going to build your legacy in the movies. Yep. And it's like, even in that second one, Far From Home, they like solidify his legacy as the next He's Avenger. He's the new Iron Man. And then it's like, Mm, kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> You're not. That's not what we're doing. Well, that's okay anymore. because they have like 20 something fucking series. Now. They announced three more new series yeah. that I didn't even know was being talked about. Holy she shit. She Hulk, Moon, Moon Knight, River, and Ms. Marvel. I, I'm not, tell me about Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Because he just looks like somebody is, I would have drawn on my notebook in high so school. So I don't remember a whole lot about Moon Knight. I know right. the, the character's name is Mark Spector. Ooh. Because they're always <laughs> on the nose with Doctor these Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mark Spector, I guess he was like a former Special Forces uh, soldier or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he... Uh, he he tapped into some like mystical thing. Maybe came across like some shrine. Okay, in it the is jungles, kind of Doctor Strange. And he became the new Moon Knight and like bringing justice to the city. Uh, Does he fight Shovel Knight? Yes, he <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Uh, so and Hollow Knight, Moon Knight, I think has kind of a cool gimmick, a cool look. I think no, when you dress great. a character in all white though and make him like this like nighttime Avenger like it's a, sticks yeah, out like a sore thumb, but <laughs> that might be a problem. Yeah, it's full uh, moon. Ms. Marvel, I think, is gonna be interesting. She Hulk is the thing I'm I'm the most excited about. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Back in the early two thousands there was this great fucking run of She Hulk written by Dan Slott that is amazing. And it focuses a lot more on Jennifer Walters as a lawyer, more so than it does as her as She Hulk. Mm. Uh, and so uh, I'm really excited to see where they go with so that. It's like Hulk by nights. No, not high even Hulk. Lawyer by day. Just, a high, just she's a high priced lawyer, but she's also She Hulk, and she could turn basically whenever she wants. And like, I like that. And and it kind of explores her life as just a professional woman who's trying to balance being a superhero, but also trying to balance relationships. That sounds like a good uh, uh, premise for a TV show, sure, and not a film. And the fact that she's very. She's a very liberated woman and very, free, like, hmm. I don't mean free with her sexuality, like she fucks anything that moves, but she's very <laughs> honest in her sexuality, which I think is a breath of fresh air oh, like for female heroes in the well, Marvel yeah, Universe. when you're a She-Hulk, who are I, you going to fuck? I, exactly, and that's part of the storyline oh, really? in the book. Is like, Trying to get some she, strange? She gets some, stra- and some she's like, strange, and she ends up, like, getting with... Sometimes she gets like guys with like Thor because they can oh, basically yeah. you know they can kind of give her what it Have is. Her. <laughs> She's like like Klingon sex. And it's it's really fun. It's it's kind of a fun. It, they don't do it in like a lascivious or perverted way. Mm. The way it's done is very sweet and huh. very like All right. very human. And uh, Dan Slott really gets a lot of credit because I give dudes a whole lot of hell for trying to write female characters. Yes. And Dan do. Slott does a really good job. Again, I, I couldn't recommend it anymore. The Dan Slott She-Hulk run from the early 2000s. Man. You guys check it out. Well, between those shows and uh, the Star Wars and the Mandalorian, did you see the trailer mm-hmm. for I saw that the tra- finally? Yeah. I, you know what? I wasn't really excited about it. It's hard to be excited because I think there's there's a real slow burn there. Uh-huh. And there, there's a lot that they're going to give away like piecemeal, as they would in, in an episodic TV show. Mm-hmm. Um 
well, we don't even know who's behind that mask yet. Yeah. I don't think that'll be revealed in the first episode. Right. The only thing they've, maybe in the season. they've made sure that everybody knows is not Boba Fett. Yes, yes. He's the Mandalorian. I uh, I dig it. It, it seems like it's going to be a little bit of a like a Deadwood in yeah, a galaxy right? far, far away. Very Western feeling. So I'm okay with that. Fucking Werner Herzog in it. Yeah, right? <laughs> I love that. Holy shit. I heard his voice. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, what else, man? Well, what else? that's the big news. The... Um, there's a couple movies out that I, I really want to check out. Yeah, uh, have you you've seen the trailer for Ready or Not? Right, I have. I'm yeah. hearing really good things about Doesn't that. that. It looks really fucking good. It's one of those things that could be totally forgettable and uh, B movie, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm hearing it's it's got good legs apparently. Yeah, yep. it knows how to use them. That's right. She never begs. I'm not, however, excited about the Angel Who's Fallen. Like, is that the third in the trilogy of really? the, the Fallen? Have you seen uh, any of them? Yeah, I've seen the first one. Yeah, Olympus. I get it. Olympus. There you go. Yeah. Um, how many times has Morgan Freeman played the fucking president? Uh, by the way, he should always be the president. Yeah, yeah. Can we get him on the fucking ballot, please? Dub- double door. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dumbledore. Dub- double door. <laughs> you, you guys figure it out. Um, dude, did you uh, did you see on Netflix they've released a new Dave Chappelle special? I did, and I heard a secret about that. What's the secret? The secret is that if you stick around all the way through the credits. Thanos shows up. There's, a, <laughs> there's like a long pause, and then there's a whole other 25-minute show that's the fuck been out of unannounced. Wow. That they're being really cryptic about what it is. Wow. I haven't made it uh, all the way through. The, but the, the new Chappelle show? I don't even know if it has anything to do with Chappelle or not. Chappelle show? That'd be a weird way to like just drop a pilot. That yeah. Don't want people to know that about. is weird. <laughs> drop a pilot. <laughs> that's just, excuse me, I gotta go uh, <laughs> drop a pilot. You playing anything Off fun? Off the warehouse, you know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Oh, we're still doing shit One, uh, No, it's okay. <laughs> Always. Have you listened to this podcast, Joe? No. Uh, playing? Yes. What did we play? Oh, I'll no. tell you what we played over the weekend. Tell me. Not a new game, but a game that we revisited uh-huh. uh, called Inside that you oh, played yeah, recently. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, I was listening to another one of my, my video game podcasts. Not my video game podcast, but a podcast that you I listened to. You have a video game podcast? About pod- yeah, that's right. A Big Gladiators follow us on Twitter. Holy shit. And uh, yeah, we're inspired by that. We loved that game so much when we played it a couple years ago. Whipped out the old Xbox and uh, piped it in and beat it like in five or six hours. But man, cannot overstate what a great game that is and how much it stays with you and just the presentation and storytelling without there being any dialogue. I wish more games nowadays would take a cue from a game like this. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when we've got, like, fucking Hideo Kojima, who's basically just making films now yeah. that have that some gameplay in it. You get to play for 10 minutes. It's like, dude, fucking just get off your. Like, make a game. And this is a game. You are mm-hmm. controlling the character. But it says so much about society and yeah. just dystopian it's future. It's a powerful that it's game, a, especially when really you get near the end. It's the like. The mind fuck that happens in the holy last. Holy shit. Acts, if you will. Yeah. Guys, if you haven't played Inside, do yourself a favor. It's, it's like 20 bucks or something on Xbox or PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Or, if that, it's on Switch now, too. If that, it might yeah, You have no excuse not to play. It's a short game, too. I mean, Five, there's plenty hours. of excuses, but you should no, check no it out. No excuse. You should check there's it There's literally no excuse. mercy. <laughs> this is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joe. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes a good movie, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, uh, watching us live on Facebook, or Ew. maybe you're listening later on after we post this thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you could join the discussion, facebook.com slash editingbay, or in the little search function on Facebook, put in the Editing Bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and that's where you could talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie. 
movie of the week. And if you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can also put your suggestions there. This one was Joel's suggestion. My pick, because uh, we've been doing a lot of 90s movies, and uh, it's still technically summer. I know kids are back in school, but before we get back into that back-to-school season, I wanted to have uh, one last hurrah uh, on a big blockbuster tentpole film. Uh, and this one came out just a year Last ago, year. right? Yeah. Seemed like longer, but um, you and I both saw it in theaters. Uh-huh. Of, well, I kind of saw it by accident because I went to a double feature like at the drive-in and it just happened to be the movie that was playing afterwards. Sure. And we stuck around for What it. was the first one? A Quiet Place. Oh. So a really that weird... That is... Wow. <laughs> what a so weird fucking d- just difference ends of the spectrum. juxtaposition. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I don't know who was programming the... Uh... <laughs> you spent the entire night like turning the volume up. Yep. That's how they get and you. And then when Rampage starts, you're like... Ah! Okay, let's turn that fucking down. It is loud and it is uh, furious. Uh-huh. Um, and fast. And fast. And it's got uh, a member of that uh, it's got franchise Hobbs. in there as well. That's right. Lou Cobbs. But uh, inspired also because... <laughs> the monkey is Jason <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> That's Hobbs and Shaw is basically just rampage with Jason Statham as the monkey. That's pretty good. Uh, who would be the uh, the lizard? Who's in that? Is uh, there a female character in that? Yeah, there's Hobbs' sister. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> seen now it, we're so really but now we're really busting it down. <laughs> uh, so also was inspired because of that uh, video game convention. The that Let's we Play went Expo to. you went to. Let's Play Expo from a few weeks back. And uh, got to got to play the the creator of the game, guy by the name of Brian F. Collin, uh-huh. uh, the guy who uh, he didn't necessarily do the programming, but he he did all the artwork, all the designs. He's an he's an illustrator. Oh, cool! Uh, and he was there. Like there was a little impromptu, or not impromptu, a little uh, an informal contest they had going on. Mm-hmm. And if you got the highest score, you get to play the the creator. And you got the highest. score. And we just wandered. I mean, to be fair, there weren't a lot. They kind of had it tucked away in the corner. I think people were kind of walking by it, not realizing that this kind of event was going on. Yeah. But Jen and I both love that game. We uh-huh. kind of it kind of brought us together. We bonded over it before. We're like, hey, there's Rampage. Let's go. Let's go play it. And the next thing we know, here comes a creator. Wait, was it like on the NES or was no, it no, the it was, arcade version? It was version the cabinet, the full-size okay. cabinet with the three joysticks. So we start playing and, and here he comes, comes over. He's like, hey, are you the guys who got the high score that I'm supposed to play? And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> but it turns out we were. You were. So wow. We ended up playing and then uh, had a little meet greet with him. He was great. And then later on, we, you know, we go back to perusing the booths and playing some more games. A couple of hours later, he tracks us down. He's like, hey, you guys, come, follow me. And so we follow him back to the the, the, the game where it was. And he's like, zip. And it turns out, <laughs> like, how bad do you want to? We're going to have a rampage menage a trois. <laughs> we introduce you to Little Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> this is Larry. <laughs> but uh, it, it turns out we were uh, top two scores, and then there was a third person that was there, and we all had to play each other uh, to see who won. Who was the champion. And... Was it you? Were you Joe, the champion? I was the Rampage champion. Oh my That's right. God, from the Let's Play that. Game Expo. Here's That's a trophy great, to prove it. Um, oh. yeah, so it'll, it'll sit proudly. We need, get, we need to get you a little plaque to put it next to or something. They they did have a... Jenna has one uh, for, for winning uh, third place. It's considerably <laughs> oh, smaller. It's not made out of glass. It's like glued on. Yeah, the logo's all get, crooked. She didn't get you the glass phallus well, we like you did. To, <laughs> exactly. Well, she did later. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Vicarious. I don't want to touch that. Then. Just, <laughs> just you, wash your hands. Just smell it. That's oh, like God. It. Sorry. Cut that part out. Uh, but also uh, had him uh, autograph little NES cartridge oh, there. Oh, that's great. To so, the winners. To the winners. That was us. Bitch, so, bitches. Uh, Brian F. Collins. Really cool oh, guy. Brian, okay. Cool, uh, like, looks like bitches. <laughs> bitches. To the winners. Bitches. bitches. Uh, so anyway, good guy. Uh, we've got some pictures of us playing the game with him. I'll try to 
plop them on the That's Facebook really page cool, man. at a certain point. But uh, all that to say, it's all that and more inspired me uh, and reminded me that you know what we went in not knowing anything about this film uh-huh. and really kind of enjoyed ourselves. And I think when we spoke when you saw it, you had a similar uh, yeah. takeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know me, I like to go see movies that that are like you know summer blockbuster kind of movies, even if they look like they're going to be a train wreck. I like to go see them just for the experience. Absolutely. And the best thing in the world is when you can go see a movie like that and walk out of it and go, that was way more fun than I was expecting yeah, it to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's nice when you get what you're expecting, but when you get just a little bit more, well, that's pretty cool. And I have to admit, Rampage was one of those things, and I was a little worried coming back to it that I was going to really start to see the seams. Well, um, that's also another reason why I chose it, because it is not a perfect film. No, though. it isn't. I think it's got like a 52% with the critics. 70, it's in the 70s with audiences, but um, yeah, let's see. What so this that? this film came out last year, 2018, directed mm-hmm. by Brad Payton, mm-hmm. who has directed The Rock like three times previous. Uh, that's right. We've got Journey 2, The Myster- Mysterious Island, San Andreas, and then the upcoming San Andreas 2, because apparently oh. the earthquake hits again. Oh, no. Like, what a weird movie to make a sequel to, but <laughs> there we go. The budget on this thing, $120 million. Mm-hmm. Looks it, like it. It made its money back handily. Four hundred and twenty-eight million is that what I saw? Probably. I don't know how Detective Pikachu performed, mm-hmm. but this has to be. If it if it didn't do better than Detective Pikachu, I mean, it's definitely one of the top two highest-grossing video game-based films. Like this is. Have you seen Detective Pikachu yet? I have not. I feel like. This movie was probably the best video game adaptation until Detective Pikachu came along. Wow! And, I mean, it's not exactly high praise. No. Video game adaptations aren't really that great. Listen to our Doom episode, also starring, <laughs> starring The Rock. The Rock. And earlier I was, this I, year. I'm going to ask you something about that later. Ask me. Uh, other movies that came out in 2018. Mm. This was... This was <laughs> Think back. Bro. Bro, though. Bruh. Black Panther. Avengers Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yep. Incredibles oh. 2. Mission Impossible Fallout. First Man. A Quiet Place. A Star is Born. Deadpool 2. Aquaman. Windows. Annihilation. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Venom. Isle of Dogs. Bohemian Rhapsody. Solo A Star Wars Story. Bumblebee. Game Night. Ready Player One. Oh, Black Klansman. Blockers. Fantastic Beasts. The Crimes of Grindelwald. And Den of Thieves. Not a lot of people know Den of Thieves. I don't know that one. It's a fucking fantastic yeah movie. we'll look it up right now it's a really good crime drama and that's why i, I oh, meant to mention it I know that. uh it's it's a damn good movie so no, i wasn't expecting much from this movie i think partially because it's like it's based on a video game mm-hmm. that had really no story there's no the story is that like what there's three scientists that are experimenting with some sort of mutagen uh-huh and it transforms them into large monsters and then they Which, rampage all over cities which right off the bat is a huge difference between the game and the movie and that's one of my main different uh disappointments because i went into this thinking like oh okay who the rock is going to turn into the He's big gorilla turn into right george yeah. and uh maybe maybe malin ackerman turns into the lizard i wish she would have turned into the lizard oh jesus christ i, I want to see more of the lizard than her on screen we'll get mm-hmm. to her shortly uh but yeah had nothing to do with that except for the fact that we have a giant wolf a giant gorilla and a giant lizard Taking down just one city, not multiple cities. So yeah, saving that for the. But they do rampage sure. across the countryside to get to that one they do. city. That is true. Uh, I kind of like what they did with that because I do think yeah. that you're yes because well, to do that to like suddenly you got three scientists that turn into these monsters. Now you're having to build up these three different characters, and then you've got like motivations that you have to you have to save them. Maybe you need to save them from the. I dig the change that they made where it's like, all right, these are already pre-existing animals that came in contact with whatever this serum is, and then it 
made a genetic change within them. It it cuts so much time off of off the development and getting the story going. Because imagine like sure. you've got to meet these three characters. We got to set up the characters. We have to establish their personal conflicts. Well, I mean, then we and I get it. It it, it doesn't even have to be a long kind of setup. But they will set up these characters. It's just as much set up as what we're left with now. We start off in space, for Christ's sake. Like, with an astronaut, and there's, like, a mutated, what, rat or something that's on the uh, space station. Somebody watched them the fuckload of fucking Gravity before they did this movie. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. We want to do what they did in Gravity. It's like, well, we could do that. It's not going to look as good. No. (laughs) But we can try to do that. As long as Sandra Bullock dies. How mean. Like, how mean-spirited of the writers that they end up, they kill that person. Oh, and you know who that person is, that astronaut? No. That is Wendy Peppercorn from uh, The Sandlot. That's Marley Shelton? The Sandlot. Holy shit. Weeks ago, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even recognize her. Well, no, because she's like 20 years later and short hair, and um, her face gets a little burned up at the end. that poor thing. (laughs) Like I said, and it's so weird. It's not the kind of thought that I would have when I was a teenager, but watching movies now, I see what writers do to characters, and I'm like, well, that's kind of mean. Yeah. She could have still lived and we could have propelled this movie forward. Yeah. That just seems a little gratuitous. It's like the Jurassic World scene with the uh, the babysitter. Yeah. Or whatever. Where they oh, just yeah. gratuitously killed her for talking just on for, her phone for too much. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, I like that the opening of this movie, they talk about like the CRISPR one, the genetic, yeah. the genetic editing. And I'm like, I heard about this on John Oliver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whenever a movie can tie in something I saw at John Oliver, we're off to a good start. Um, Sometimes the tie-ins are a little too obvious, though. Kind of like how some of the exposition is a little too obvious. Mm. And unfortunately, a lot of that exposition is given by Malin Ackerman, who we just we talked about. She is fucking... (laughs) So, like, I I swear to God, I like Malin Ackerman in some things. What's the best thing you've seen her in? And I'm pretty sure she's good in some stuff. I've, I, I've seen her good in some I things. I like her in Watchmen. I'm convinced she's pretty good in Watchmen. Uh, right? I mean, Is she not? <laughs> because Watchmen, I, while watching this movie, I started really doubting myself. I was like, she's doing horribly. She's really bad. Watchmen is one of those films, it's not really about the performances so much. I mean, Jeffrey I Dean Morgan I don't completely agree. I think and Rorschach there are performances that carry the best that movie. Performances. Yeah, they carry that movie. Nobody else, nobody else. Everyone else is a fucking whore. I don't know. The guy who plays Night Owl, yeah, uh, Patrick like, Wilson. I don't even like him. I think Patrick him. Wilson is good. Yeah. And then the blue man with the dong. The huge dong, yes. Mr. Universe, Dr. Or Manhattan. That's what his name is. Billy <laughs> Crudup. Universe. Billy Crudup does good too. Yeah, okay. I think almost everyone in that movie does a good job. Yes, they do a good job, but the focus of that movie wasn't the performances. This it's wasn't the like story. a story. Yeah. It's the story. It was not character driven, I think. Zack Snyder is not known for movies with fucking, you know, uh, groundbreaking performance. No, no. Except for Dawn of the Dead. That's movie. why she seems good because she's on par with everyone else. But uh, yeah, let's see. What else has she done? I like uh, Twenty Seven Dresses. I no, <laughs> haven't seen it. Um, Someone's gonna be like, you think that, that guy from fucking Hot Stuff should fucking watch The Godfather? But you haven't seen Twenty Seven Dresses. <laughs> She's got to made a career of like playing like the best friend, like the supporting role. She does that well, but when she's thrust into a main character and and, and then the main, villain, uh, not just a main character, but a character that is tasked with delivering expository dialogue and trying yeah. to make it sound natural, yeah. that's fucking, mm It's over. She's like Mace Windu. And the problem is there is some stuff that's really sloppy on the page. I could tell this was on the page. Where there's that whole bit where she's talking to her brother and she's like, remember that private military <laughs> company that we bought last year that they like to call themselves Killers R Us? Yeah. And I'm He's like, the us. I'm like, wow, we are really fucking trying to let the audience know, hey, they have a special military group. 
they they do it again too. I can't remember what it is, but she also she gives some other kind of. Oh, she does it all throughout oh, the fucking movie. She, she's like, I was. You know, I, I, you know, Doctor, what's her name? You know, the one who we sent to jail <laughs> and her brother well. died. Yeah, I'm exactly. like, who the fuck says shit like that? No one talks like this. But meanwhile, while you have this person who talks like nobody talks, like so wooden and horrible, mm-hmm. The Rock is giving like one of his the performances of his life. I don't think The Rock ever knows when he's in a bad movie. Yeah, or, and and therefore it is not bad because he elevates it because he totally he buys does. into everything he's doing. There's so much there's so much time spent where The Rock is obviously performing to nothing or someone wearing like motion capture outfit. Yep. And like he is fucking giving, even from the very beginning where he's talking to George. Oh yeah, and, he's, and there is something very cinematic about doing like the sign language and stuff yeah. that I'm like, well, this works. And then it's thrown all out the window when he's talking to the monkey, like yelling at him to do things yeah. without signing it. Yeah, <laughs> George, run! And I'm like, wait, does he understand what you're saying? Because you're not signing clues. it. I guess there's that. But I did notice that at the end. I'm like, he's not signing the shit he's saying to George now. They have a connection now. <laughs> I'm like, does he understand words? Uh, but but there's something very cinematic about the sign language thing, which I thought was like really smart from a movie, from a storytelling standpoint, from mm-hmm. a movie, because it humanizes George mm-hmm. in a way. Like it, it, yeah, of course. It, it kind of fools the audience into empathizing with that character. Absolutely. Because you've got a human who's like connecting to that animal on... A very intimate level, like yeah. sign language, is a very intimate kind of form of communication, and I thought that was that was really nice. And yeah. I know that's kind of you know we we've seen that gorillas in the mist and you know sign language with the, with monkeys. Yeah, it works. That's but it does work here. Yeah. And so because of that, because of that earnest performance that The Rock gives, acting against nothing, mm-hmm. there like it it makes George more real. Yeah. You buy it and you feel for him. Absolutely. And when he's and then we when we learn the backstory of how he found him, like he was uh, rescued from poachers and that's kind of what turned the rock around and gave up that life. Okay, it's a but, bullshit okay. backstory. Okay, but, no, no, no. It's not really like I dig the backstory, uh-huh. but it's just he punctuates it with one of the worst <laughs> action movie clichés where like, she's like, "Well, what about the poachers? Well, they they uh, shot at me and they missed. They missed. So I shot back. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, but, oh, dude. But even even coming out of the rock, I'm like, yeah, all right, right. You like you sit there going, sure, all right, yeah. I'm okay with this. Just I guess. look at him, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, who could miss like, you? Like if you Edward built Norton, like a fucking truck. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, a stormtrooper shooting at him. But there, but there is just something so genuine about the rock in this in this movie, and I would almost say in almost every movie he's in. I'm telling you, what is it's, what's his worst film? The, it's Doom D- or Doom, the yeah. Tooth Fairy. Or, One of those weird uh, the Disney Scorpion movies. King. The Scorpion King was pretty bad. Yeah. His five minutes in uh, The Mummy 2, where he was the Scorpion, the Scorpion King. Scorpion King, yeah. yeah. Was that really him, though, or was that just like a CGI At rock? At the end, the it was part. the CG rock. At pretty the beginning, bad. it was real rock. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I found that very very frustrating, very weird, too, that the fact that like they, they built him up as the villain in The Mummy 2, and then they made the offshoot Scorpion King, and he's a good where guy. he's the hero. Yeah. And you're like, what? All right, let's go back to the uh, the paramilitary group that th- that we're talking about yeah. because I think this falls along the same lines of what we're talking about with like as far as performance and actors and actors who you know are giving or doing really good work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I have to kind of tip my hat to uh, what's his name Joseph Man Joe Mangiello Mangiello who uh, comes in. He is this like special military group guy. Like he's supposed to be this badass. They introduce him as the super badass. He's got like a scarred face and he's supposed to be hunting the wolf or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
he he gets killed within the first like <laughs> half hour of this yeah. movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He just has that one scene basically, and, and it that makes no sense because he's really good at what he's doing. He's yeah. given some good work with what little he has, and so you'd think like, oh, we're running into like a collision course where he and the Rock are going to run into each other exactly. and fight one another while George is like fighting the other he's animals. Trying to or take something. George down. Yep. Like, there's a nice little bit of symmetry there, mm-hmm. but they completely throw that out the window. Nope. And I'm wondering like. Was there a contract thing with Joe Mangiello? Mangiello? I can't. I don't even know how to pronounce his fucking name. But like, was there a contract thing there? Was there like a, a last second rewrite? Did someone get sick? Because it, it doesn't make sense to me. I just think they got a bigger name for that role than they could have. Maybe. Yeah. And maybe. so we're expect because we recognize him from other things where he he is playing the he, protagonist. He is kind of a nerdy guy when he you is, read about he? him. So yeah. maybe he was like. Oh, you're making a movie about this game that I used to play? Yeah, sure, I'll play this role. I'll, I'll get I can involved. See that. I could see that. I guess I could see that too. But it's just, it's a shame because you're like, wow, that could have led to something kind of neat. He's married to um, Sophia um, Vergara. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Power couple. How about mm-hmm. that? Um, yeah, I loved him though. He was great. He was, he was really good, uh, but not as good as Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Dude, if, if The Rock is anchoring, no pun intended, this film, like Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is bad in cleanup. Yes, he is batting absolutely. Cleanup. This movie is one hundred percent better because of him in it. I just fucking like. I want to see him and the Rock in every movie. Uh-huh. Like, can we just get a buddy cop movie with the two of them? They have such chem- They're just oozing charisma absolutely. on their own, and then the two of them just meld to form this charisma ball. Well, and it, it doesn't. Fatberg. And it doesn't like reek of toxic masculinity when they're both on sta- on, no. on camera on stage when they're both <laughs> on camera. Like we do build Jeffrey Dean Morgan at first. We build him as kind of like that that typical like <laughs> G man who doesn't get anything, and you think, oh man, he's gonna end up getting killed by the ape. But he he has that moment yep. where he's going through all the shit and like reveals that uh, that the doctor had been fired. She's lying to the rock. Yep. But then before he walks away, he looks at the rock and he's like, as far as your friend goes, I am truly sorry. Yeah. And it's like, well, that was unexpected. Talking about George. You yeah, know, and, and makes him sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And it leads to a really funny bit where like the plane is getting ready to crash and they throw him out the plane. He's got the, the parachute and the rock like he wakes, wakes up in the him middle up of and he's it. like, oh shit. He's, he's like, like, you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> I do love that, that uh, scene previous to that before all the shit goes down uh-huh. when he's like captured them and they're kind of having their own little pissing contest to begin with. Yeah. Um, and he's like reading their 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 rap sheets, their basically. Yeah, dude, I want Jeffrey Dean Morgan to just like read my LinkedIn profile <laughs> to me, like in a condescending tone, because that's basically what he's. Oh, looks like uh, he spent five years working at this company. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out too well. Did it? <laughs> redacted, 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 blah blah blah. <laughs> he's so fucking charismatic. That smile, that million dollar smile. Yeah. Yeah. But but also just just charm, just oozing charm. Like at the at the end where I like the his whole cowboy bit. Yeah. Where he's like got to watch oh, out for his cowboys. We don't like leaving our friends behind. Mm-hmm. I'm like god damn, like and and I don't think there's a lot of actors that could deliver the dialogue that he's delivering. Right. Without it coming across comical. Picture Mark Wahlberg in that role. It would be ridiculous. Yes. Well, they tried to put him in that role in the Transformers movie. It's called Transformers. When he was a a professor from Texas, a scientist from Texas. Exactly. I'm a scientist from Texas. (laughs) Uh, uh, So, yeah, Joe Mangiello's uh, team gets wiped out. Mm -hmm, By the wolf. By a fucking three-story wolf. It's crazy with, like, porcupine... Needles so, on his back. So I guess if we're going to talk about any kind of logistics in this movie, <laughs> yeah. one of the problems I do have is that, like, okay, I get that a wolf is agile, but it's three stories tall. 
it's going to have some kind of an impact, like Jurassic Park style. Right. He's kind of floating it's, like a butterfly and singing, singing like, like a, a porcupine. <laughs> but, but like, he kind of takes out the team like he's just running around them and sneaking up on them. And I'm like, that's not... That, when you're you that feel, big... It'd be like Jurassic Park where the, the ground yeah. is vibrating. Which they could have played off of. Mm-hmm. Um, but needless to say, the team gets wiped out and we find out that, like, the that Malin Ackerman and her brother are trying to... They're trying to lure all three animals. Well, two animals. They don't even know the third one exists yet. That's right. But the two Nobody animals the audience. to their building in Chicago. What was the point? Like, what did they... What were they... I, I may have missed it. If I missed it, please let me know. No. So, well, it's really sloppy. So somehow this... What was in space, the the, the mutagen, the experience that... Uh, the, the experiments that they were running, mm-hmm. then uh, crashed to Earth in three different locations. One of them hits George... That's why he starts to become mutated. Sure. Uh, one of them lands somewhere in, was it, like the Himalayas or wherever? No, no. The, um, well, everything was in America. In the, it was, oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, well, one, in, I think in the jungle somewhere. In, like, in Florida. I think Florida. That's where, and that's well, where, that's the, where the alligator, alligator was. was. And then uh, I don't know what I the think like Montana. Like, that's exactly what it was, yeah. Uh, so I guess the idea is whatever they've impacted, it's almost like radiation. Like it makes, it, it, it uh, soaks into their DNA, their skin. And uh-huh. somehow... I guess they were going to reverse engineer that pathogen out but, of them. But how? They, she, if she explained it, because they they like, went over my head. They're escaping when the animals show up. They're like running to escape. So where were you going to get that stuff from? Like, were you planning on coming? That was the only thing. Like, they didn't really explain what the plan yes. was. It was just You've we're going to lure to them you. here. And then what? They're murdering people. Step three: profit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I guess if we were going to talk about a problem, like some one of the problems I do have with this movie mm-hmm. is that in several parts of the film, we do see George, after he's gone a little nuts, we see him literally slaughtering people, like reaching into <laughs> buildings, eating people, yes. stomping people, destroying like property. Game. And it's like, then at, near the end, when like The Rock gives him the antidote, yeah. and he's like, George, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> And George is like, language. I'm good. He's like, that's my man. Yeah. All right. What do you say we go take care of these All guys? is forgiven. And I'm like, no, he still murdered well, people. I think ultimately, I mean, this still is a big dumb popcorn movie. And it's Rampage. It's based on the game. You can't make this movie without kind of fulfilling some of the promises of what one what one would expect to see in a Rampage game. Sure. I want to see them uh, grabbing helicopters out and of the, the sky. And the wolf could do it, and the alligator buses. could do it, but the fact that they do yeah. let George do it is like, but oh. But that scene when they're trashing Chicago, when they're all three kind of doing it together, working together, that's when I was like, oh, this feels like Rampage. That's Rampage game. at its purest. And so I, I, I hear what you're saying from a story point Here's... of view. It takes a little bit out of the character, but from a video game fan point oh, of view, sure. it's what I wanted to see. No, I feel the same way. Yeah, I just right. think that there probably was a way that they could have shown George tearing some shit up without, without murdering. murdering people. <laughs> but you he's got to eat the lady in the let, red dress. Let, uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. The lady in the red dress. That was man. pretty funny. Uh, and And... I didn't quite get that until this last time watching it, that Malin Ackerman was the lady in the red dress. I was like, oh, wow. As soon as you see her in that, that was, you know uh, it's not going to end well. That was, and it was the best part of the movie, honestly. <laughs> yes. When she finally exits the film, yeah. it, it, was, it couldn't have been too soon. A nice shot, too. Nice overhead slow-mo shot of her uh, just Man. entering his mouth. So That sounds gross. I want to compare real quick, just kind of take a break from just discussing <laughs> this movie. Ah, <laughs> George. The Ralph. The so this this video game adaptation of Rampage versus the video game adaptation or the movie adaptation of Doom. 
Oh. Let's let's compare and contrast a little bit. Oh, no comparison. Well, the the Rock has obviously grown both physically, and <laughs> I mean seriously, going back and watching Doom, he is tiny. He's a tiny little thing, right? And then to see how jacked he is now in this yeah, one, steroids will do that. He is definitely he has matured as an actor. Oh, absolutely. And I, the thing is, this isn't a common thing. Like that isn't just a given. That like if someone just acts enough, they become good. Like, he seriously is good. He's become a good performer and for I, film. And I think more so, maybe he has the confidence now and, and the cachet to push back on a director. Not to say this director was pushing him in a bad direction, but certainly the director of Doom yeah. uh, had some misguided efforts there. Uh, so I, I think maybe the, the, the 2018's rock would be like, you know what? I don't think. Let me get my guys in here. We're gonna punch up the script a little bit. Sure. Let me throw some things in there. Let me let me crack wise a little bit, so, uh-huh. so I have I have more of a character instead of just this bad guy. Let me give my character some dimension. Bring you hired the Rock. Uh-huh. Let let, the, let rock the Rock be the Rock. rock. Um, whereas maybe he in 2005's Doom, he was just like he didn't directly feel like, tell yeah. me what my character he was like. Is. Fuck you, Scorpion King. You're gonna do what I tell you to do. Yeah, is, uh, what the director might have said. So. Uh-huh. Uh, I get that. When they decide to bomb Chicago, mm-hmm. why did they send a stealth bomber? <laughs> we got to be real like, sneaky. Like usually, you have to you, sneak up on the dumb animals that are trashing the city. Well, I'm, I'm honestly curious. Like, are those the only bombers we have nowadays? Is did they send a stealth bomber because it's faster they than a regular really cool. bomber? They look really. Oh, cool. it looks super cool. But I'm sitting there going. I don't think any of the animals are checking radar to see if the bomber's on its way. Did it have to be stealth? Uh, so there was that. There's also when they're in the lab and they can't find any of the computers to locate the, uh. the antidote. And she's like, she grabs the thermostat and she's like, the whole lab is on the same network. What they don't realize is there might be a back door where I could find it. I'm like, <laughs> from the Look, fucking iPad? It might be on the same network, but you might not still have a compatible browser right. to find files yes. that are on the network. Your Nest thermostat is not going to be able to <laughs> like, hack into the mainframe. Can I get your Alexa unit and just ask her to start looking for files? Well, let's find out. Alexa, break into the mainframe. <laughs> she just gave that up. was the Alexa version of a big middle finger. Fuck you! Yeah. That was George raising the middle finger. I did. I did appreciate so that. Do you think George actually died in the original version of this movie? You know what? The- because I'm telling you right now, if I was in that test screening and fucking George died, I'd have fucking rioted. It did seem like they could have shot both versions. And had it ready to go, but because it makes sense, movie, it, I mean, it would it be cl- it would have been clean that way. That like, all the monsters yeah. are dead. But this and isn't now, a rated R movie. This right. is a, as, as violent as it is, and as much as many people die in it, it's still a PG thirteen movie. And there's still cartoonish villains and and heroes that are calling their fucking shots exactly. And I, I fuck, I fucking love. Especially when it's done well, which it is here, where like The Rock and and I can't remember her name, man. Uh, but no, they're Naomi make, Harris. Naomi Harris, yeah. and they're making their way uh, out of uh, like the the military base. And he's talking to the two guards. And he's like, first I'm going to knock you out, yeah, and then I'm going to choke you out to you ner- you urinate yourself. Yeah. It's and not like, a good look. And then he ends up doing it, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, don't don't fight it. It's yeah. a big arm. It's a big arm. <laughs> it's a big arm. Don't fight it. See, that's what I'm talking about. And he's so char- but I. I I found out that I really like when movies when they have a character that does that, especially someone who's charismatic and like sells it. Uh, I really like that. It's this is one of those movies. Oh, he's a superstar, like, man! I'm gonna hit him, and then I'm gonna take care of it. And they do the same thing in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, where do he they? and Jason Statham are held prisoner, and they're like, 
First, what I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to break out. I'm going to shoot you, oh, and then yeah. I'm going to knock him out. I'm and like, then, like, Jason says, I'm like, no, you're not going to do him. He's one of mine. No, that's one of my, no, that's one of my guys. Like, <laughs> it's a fun little thing. So it makes me think now, because it's in both of those movies, that must be a rock That's a rock ad-lib. thing now. That must be a rock thing. And bring it and on. just keep using it. More man. of it, please. It fucking works. I'll when he it. does it, it fucking works. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing this movie shortly after my trip to Chicago last year. Oh, oh, dude. And the whole time I'm watching it. You're like, I've I was, been there. I was in the theater. I've I was been like, there. Silently to myself going, oh, I was there. Yep. I've been there. I checked that spot out. Oh, I've, I know exactly where they're at. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Like, it kind of made me feel a little bit more engaged in what was happening. The Chicago is the new San Francisco, which was the new New York, mm-hmm. which is like, we just need a city that is constantly going to be shit on in our films. Yeah. Everything's, uh, asteroids are going to hit there. Giant monsters are going to sh- hit there. Kaiju. Uh-huh. And uh, they've, they've grown old, I guess, of, of those two cities and moved on to Chicago. What do you think will be next, Joe? What do you think? Uh, it's this, definitely Seattle? not going to be Dallas. It won't no. be Dallas. No, it's got to be a coastal I city. think it's going to be Nashville. But like, no, coastal. Um, okay. Miami. It's got to be Miami. No, not Miami. No? Fuck, no, not, not enough Miami. big cities that, or no. big towers? It's going to be like maybe San Diego. <laughs> it's going to be Oakland. It could be. could be. Just, just go it's Mexico. It's going to be Toronto. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. It's the stand-in for New York anyway. Fun in Toronto. You think they'll film it in New York as a stand-in for Toronto? <laughs> for Toronto. I don't know, man. Chicago is a beautiful city to film. Though. It is, yeah. Uh, and as and long as you're is, not there during the winter time. Oh yeah, that's mm. true. Um, dude, just the fact that like there's this hero shot in the movie right near the end, right before the final little scuffle, where the Rock and a giant ape like get psyched up for battle. And I'm fucking all in yeah, for it. Yeah, I'm fist bumping. I'm completely all in for it. I was cheering. I was so engaged. Even this second time around, so engaged it's in what well was getting done. ready to happen. And the fact that, like, in that fight, when the alligator, like, throws George and he gets impaled on the fucking... Uh, that, that, I guess Shocking. I audibly fucking gasped. And we knew what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no it's, it's, it's violence. It, it's so... It's so crazy how invested in this movie I became, even the second time around. Like, knowing what was going to happen, I was still, oh, no. And when they have that little ending where, like, he's like, George, did you just close your eyes? Yeah. And, like, I'm going, George. Oh, that's that rascal. They even cut to Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and he looks up, and he's like, (laughs) I know. And I'm like, I dig it. I buy this Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And then he makes, like, a sex gesture with his hand. Like, she's going to fuck Naomi Harris later. Yeah. Well, you know. Man, The Rock probably did. He's got that the smoldering look. What did you think of the speaking of that the sexual chemistry between between them? What did you think of her? I, I thought she's as fine. A she was in um she was in Michael Mann's. I think she was in the Miami Vice movie. Let's see. And I think she was in Pirates of the Caribbean. She, no, that was uh, uh, Zoe Saldana. Mm, oh, that was Zoe Saldana. Well, okay. unless no, she, was she was in another one of the no, other ones. No, no, she wasn't the pirate. She was the uh, the fortune teller that brought back Barbosa, and then she ended up being the. Uh, the lover of Davy Jones, who was the giant sea witch in the... the oh, end. is that her? Yeah, that's her. Oh, she's in 20 huh. on her Moonlight. Skyfall. Oh. Skyfall. She's the other uh, agent in Skyfall. Eve. Yeah? Eve. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's go. End. There oh, because that's that third one that... She, and she was, at the, and she was the in the second one. one. I saw those once. She brought Barbosa back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Miami know. Vice. I'll take your word for it on Miami Vice. God damn it. Oh, there it is. Boom. 2006, Miami Vice. So I think she's a good actress. She is a good actress. She has fantastic chemistry with Jamie Foxx in Miami Vice. Uh, mm. I don't I don't think much of the chemistry between her and The Rock in this movie. It seemed a little it, like, forced. You could have plugged in almost any other actress. I know, I know. It's sad. It's hard. Who can hold their own to The Rock like in a role like that? 
I don't know. Mm. I think that trying to give them Zoe Saldana, se- probably. I think trying to give them sexual chemistry at all to begin with is yeah. the wrong way to go. Yeah. I like in the beginning of this movie that like the rock's like white nerdy fucking friend is trying to give him like advice on the ladies. <laughs> He's like, come on, man. You have to understand. These chicks are into you. Just go for it. I'm like... And he seems like but... celibate. He's like, no, I, I'm, I'm focused on my work. I want to hang out with my dogs. <laughs> exactly. I was like... Like his dogs? I was like, bro, she's cute. Yeah, man. You might want to... Yeah. You know? She's totally into you right now. That's what interns are for. Yep. Must suck being the rock. Keep... <laughs> So, like, when they grab the cure, they get in the office, they gra- I do love how easy it is, really, to, like, locate. She's like, it's got to be around here somewhere. Just look for the look for anything that's marked RPG. And right. he, like, he looks in, like, two places. He's like, eh. oh, here it is. Yeah. I think it's right here. I was like, but you've worked here. You wouldn't know where they would, like, this seems like a really. It's been Im- a few months. They've this redecorated like a really since then. really important piece of equipment that you should be fine. Like, you should know off the bat, like, oh, this is where they, this keep is it. Where they would keep it. That would I make like more that the sense. keys were still in it, too. <laughs> yeah, well, so of course. So they could unlock yeah. it. Solely secure. Yeah. So they pull it out, and she only takes, like, fucking three of them. Take it all. I'm like, take the whole goddamn thing. Why are you um, making it more difficult for yourself? Right. Yeah. Uh, I do di- of the, of the things that Malin Ackerman didn't do right in this movie. I did. <laughs> didn't I did like right. the bit where she takes the gun from her brother and just shoots Fucking her. Fucking shoots her. It's shocking, right? Mm-hmm. Although bullets, bullets uh, don't do anything. I'm afraid nothing does anything. No, the not, heroes not to never. The they never die. But still, he takes it to the gut and like, and then goes through an entire other uh, third act action sequence where he doesn't seem phased by it. No. Like he's not running and limping. He's and in a helicopter crash. Yeah, yeah. He gets fucking just ab- uh, almost obliterated by a giant fucking Several alligator. Several times, yeah. Yeah, but he's he's there, man. <laughs> I guess so. And, and I Got guess... Got the adrenaline pumping. It doesn't bother me until well after the movie. I do love... Just to go back to Jeffrey Dean Morgan for oh, a second. Let's, please. When he intercepts the fucking brother at the... He's like, did you just run down 80 flights of steps? <laughs> I love it. I love the whole bit about, like, you just saved me a trip from yeah, going up like, there. Yeah, I was about to run up those stairs <laughs> to get you. And I dig that he's like, tell you what. Yeah. You leave me your laptop, and I'll let you go ahead and go. And uh, what what is it that he says? He's like, he's like uh, Ooh. since when is complicity com- complicity a crime? Yeah. And the dude's like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I really love like that is a that is a clever fucking bit of dialogue as it is. Like that was really good. That guy is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen him in other things. He's a great comedic actor. Um, he's kind of running circles around male and Ackerman, a, a, Actually, he you could almost physically see him holding back. Right, so that way she can have Doesn't the spotlight seem, in the yeah. scenes because he starts to let loose in those scenes against. Other people, uh-huh. but never with her. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. But then, yeah, runs out the door, and <laughs> we all know it's coming. Just okay. immediately gets crushed by it. cement, and he's like, ooh, that was a bit much. <laughs> that was a bit much. <laughs> That's a really great but reaction. still says it with a smile. So the Jeffrey rat, the rat, yeah. is that supposed to be Larry from Rampage 2? That's the. It's a reference to the sequel, yeah, <sighs> Rampage for the, for the Atari Lynx. That's amazing. Yeah, squeezed all the... All the uh, and if and as as if those references weren't enough, they flat out just drop the arcade. Ca- why? Why does? Why did that, the Whitens, I have I have a problem with that? Why that does Millen Ackerman and her brother have the Rampage game in their office? The video game is in the office, and it's like okay, if we're really getting, let's think this through. So what's happening in real life is mirroring what was on this video game they have in their office. Yeah, that the only reason it would be in their office is if they know of it and they love it so much. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they see some similarities? Are you trying to say that maybe they were inspired? No, because this was all like a random act of of circumstance. Yeah, exactly. So there's no way 
that was just uh, gratuitous. There could have been a classier, more subtle way you just, to show it. You could have just like panned from like do an establishing shot Dude, of the game being played by someone somewhere. How about and then like pan over the fucking Dave and Buster's that gets rubbed out? Remember that product tie-in? <laughs> George is like. Fuck, Fuck this Dave and Buster's. Buster. <laughs> he just rips, rips the fucking logo But how up. about if there's somebody inside playing the Rampage game? That would have been We perfect. see him look up and then cut to the wide perfect. shot of him. You got a fucking David Buster's right there. Yeah. No, sloppy. No, that's, that's smart. That sloppy. Been perfect. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed I loved, myself. This as was well. one of those times where I felt like I didn't need to watch the movie again. And started watching it and couldn't fucking turn we, it off. We were like that. We were like, all right, we're going to just skim through it because we thought you were going to be here a little earlier. So we're like, ah, we'll just skim through the last. And we just watched it in its entirety. Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's a fun ride, man. It really is. Check your brain. I, I hate when people say, check your check brain your at brain. the door. But you don't. You don't have to. No. Because there's enough going on in this movie that's Agreed. like, it's satisfying anyway. Agreed. So obviously you would recommend this, right? I think I would. Yeah. I think I would. I know it's it's got like a 72% or something with, with the audiences. But that's enough to... And you don't even have to be a fan of the video game. All you have to be a fan of is giant monsters destroying cities and The Rock. Yeah. And if you like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you get an added bonus. I I absolutely... I would recommend this. Uh, this movie falls in the genre of great like monster movies, like your Godzilla, your mm-hmm. King Kong. Yeah. So it scratches that itch. Uh, like I said before, I was really worried when they announced this because I was like, what the fuck is the story going to be? Of course. There, there's no way there's going to be a cohesive narrative. And then this. when they diverted and, from the story you're expecting, like, yeah. oh, I don't like where this is going. Right. And and the problem, I guess, not the problem, the surprise was like, they did manage to create a narrative. They managed to create a pretty compelling narrative. Yeah. Uh, and, and I enjoyed the ride completely. What did Rampage do right? What did it do right? Um, I mean, a lot of things. We can talk about them all. But uh, I'm going to throw... I'm, I'm going to say Jeffrey Dean Morgan really elevated this film. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you think he's going to be a secondary character. In a lot of ways, he is. But he almost ends up being like a part of a trio at the yeah. end. It's, and at the end, it's the three of them. Like if they're going to surviving. make a Rampage 2, it's going to be those three. The, if, at if, least those two. If he's not in a sequel, I'll fucking riot. Yeah. I will Rampage. <laughs> I uh, I have to agree with you. Yeah. What I oh, yeah? what I thought this movie did right was the casting, yeah. and I said specifically Dwayne the Rock Johnson and uh, Jeffrey the Dean Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like you totally just let me gloss Jeffrey over the, the Dean Jeffrey the Dean. <laughs> Fuck you! I saw what you did there. Uh, so I I do feel I feel like the two of them bring a little something extra that elevates this film and makes it more than it needed to be, and it's something that's really enjoyable. The main reason why this movie is rewatchable. Yeah. Uh, that and the motion capture performances of, of George, specifically, whatever they did, whoever that, that Andy Circus of this movie was, who <laughs> yeah. was being George, yeah. really fucking good work. Yeah, they've really perfected that. So what, And Weta doing the digital effects. <laughs> <Wet. laughs> um, so what did the movie do wrong? Uh... Well, you said the casting was what it did right, but uh, the casting of one person, I think, is what it did wrong. I think we'll both agree that Malin Ackerman is the weak link in this film. Oh, yeah. um, even though it's a it's a silly, dumb movie, there are things I could point to with the story and how it's convoluted, but uh, you believe all of it, except I never believed her. In a film where you're supposed to suspend disbelief long enough to understand, to like accept that a giant monkey, a giant wolf, and a giant alligator are destroying a city, yeah. like... It's when she's on screen where you're like, nope, I just can't. I can't anymore. Chapter skip. And that's exactly what I did for what this movie did wrong, <laughs> oh, yeah. too. It's like, what it did wrong, what it did right was the casting, what it did wrong was the casting. Yeah. Malin Ackerman is unbearably bad in this movie. <laughs> and any other actress 
would have been able to hold her own. I can't wait to see who your recast role. is. And, and 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 I even think, as bad as the actress I picked, oh, yeah? who would take her place, be better. I still think she would be better. So let's get into let's it. Do if it. we were going to remake Rampage a year later, yeah, <laughs> how would we do that? Uh, I only recast six people here. I did seven. Oh, okay. I think. You didn't recast Nelson, did you? Who's he, Nelson? It's his friend that he works with, the guy with the glasses. Oh, who's no. Giving him, I can real quick. Giving him ladies' advice. Yeah. All right, so I recast this character with Lil Ray Howery. He's the best friend in Get Out. Oh, yes. Yeah. We, I just saw him in... Uh, he's in Good Boys. Yeah, the, uh, the Good Boys. Is it The Good Boys or Good Boys? Oh, you saw Good Boys. I saw Good Boys. It's so funny. You didn't mention this earlier. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, that was like last week. God damn. Uh, that one's really funny. Man, man in, a, in a summer that already had book smart. Which was a great like book that, smarts really. That's good. an immediate classic for me. Good Boys is just underneath it. That's a lot great. of a lot of reviewers are calling it Super Bad Junior, uh-huh. and that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. But it is you, you just laugh the entire time, and yeah, he has a small little bit role in it. Cool. Uh, I will do um, what's his name? I'll do Josh Gad. How about Josh that? Josh Gad's that good. Role? I almost went that way. <laughs> uh, all right. So who's the lowest on your list? Joe Manganiello. Burke. The character of Burke. That's right. Played by Jason Momoa in my version. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I went with an uh, actor's name is Frank Grillo. You may know him as I know Frank Rumlo. Grillo. Yes. From, slash Crossbones. From Captain America. From the Captain America movies. Yes. He looks like that guy, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. A little shorter. That's a good call. Thank you, thank you. Um, How about, uh, you want to do the brother? The brother, Brett Wyden. Mm-hmm. Played by Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, a little snivelly Jesse Eisenberg. I like uh-huh. that. Um, I actually went with uh, Brandon Routh. Oh, so he can Ralph kind of be good. dumb, but kind of funny. He's he, comedic relief. He deserves some of this work. I love that I like guy. Brandon Routh a lot. So do you want to go with Claire next? Well, we sister? might as well do that. Sure. All right. So uh, playing the other side of the Wyden clan, mm-hmm. yeah. Kristen Stewart. Ooh, interesting. A little, uh, this would be the third time they would work together. I see what you mean. Yeah. What, what's the other time? They've worked together in Adventureland. And oh, that's that right. I American, love that movie. Uh, What's the one where he plays like some kind of secret agent or whatever, but he's a burnout? Oh, yes. Oh, I, can't oh, I can't remember the name of, of the fucking movie. I know what you're talking about. But they about, work though. like in a convenience store or something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. So, Kristen Stewart. That's really good, actually. I think she could pull that off. Look, maybe a little young for a role of that stature, but I, uh, I, I, I think they fit. Actually, that's a movie we watched over the weekend, too Panic Room. Have you seen Panic Room? Of course I've seen Panic Room. Well, we've been on this David Fincher kick where we're just kind of like going through all of his films, uh-huh. and uh, that's a. That's one where it came out after, like, that was his next movie after Fight Club. Yeah. And I remember, like, I loved Fight Club. I was expecting something of that caliber. A bit of forced And Whitaker. then here's this little, yeah, oh, forced hey, Whitaker's great. Let us into the panic room. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam in a menacing role as well. Dwight Yoakam's always, like, the movies he's in, it's like, hey. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes, he is. Yeah. It's uh, a good movie, man. That's a little little quiet uh, film that's uh, much smaller, more intimate, but every bit of Fincher as, yeah. uh, as you can take. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Chris Stewart, really good in that as, yeah. as the, the daughter. As, as a 10-year-old. As a 10-year-old. <laughs> All right. Full of angst. Um, well, if uh, so I went Brandon Routh for the brother. I'm going to go Brie Larson for uh, Malin Ackerman's role. Oh, that's role. good. So that way kind of repairing from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. She can play a bitch well. Yeah, she I can. Like her, we like have seen that she's role. dabbled in being a bitch. And I think she would be able to to get the tone down. I think so, too. For a film like this. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. Malin Ackerman was just all over the damn place. Yes, yeah, she was. Uh, all right, so next on my list I have Dr. Kate Caldwell. Oh, you went to her? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> save. I'll save the uh, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan and okay. rock characters for the end. <laughs> the real stars. Uh, all right. So who do you have there? Uh, well, I, I mentioned Zoe Saldana before, and she could do it. She'd be she'd be serviceable, but she's everywhere nowadays. But I couldn't. And Jenna mentioned like, yeah, this chick looks like uh, Gabrielle Union. 
She looks a lot like her. And uh, she's about the right age. And uh-huh. I, I, I could see her in this role. Yeah, Gabrielle Union. I could see that too. Mm-hmm. I went with the Fast and Furious and Game of Thrones, Natalie Emmanuel. I gotta look her up. Yeah, now. look her up. She's uh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, uh, but she played um, Daenerys's like handmaiden from the Dothraki clan or whatever. Uh, she was not the Dothraki. She she came from the um, damn it the the name of the fucking islands where the the Unsullied come from. Uh, but I thought You're she speaking was speaking Greek to me, buddy. It's Natalie with an H. Oh, N A T H A L I E. I see her now. Yep. No, yeah. for Game of Thrones and Furious Seven. Yep. <laughs> She's good. That would be my doctor. That's count. a great idea. Yeah, I love so, her. That leaves us our final two. It sure does. Harvey Russell. Here we go. The Jeffrey Dean Morgan character. Mm-hmm. So I really loved this little movie that uh, I introduced you to called The Losers that also starred Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Fucking fantastic cast. Yes, but one it is. of the people he played opposite of is this actor by the name of Idris Elba, who I think would be just fucking phenomenal in this role. I've heard of him? Yeah. That's really good. Stringer I like that Bell, a lot. man. Dude, I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, I went with uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's good. coming off of uh, Once Upon a Time, and like he's kind of got that cowboy swagger. Yeah, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and mm-hmm. uh, man, charismatic as hell as well. Yeah, can't be Brad Pitt. So who's going to be your uh, your Davis? What's his name? Davis Okoye. Davis Okoye. Um, well, I almost went Jason Momoa because uh-huh. you know he's built like that motherfucker. But somebody else who is built like him. And also is is a great actor in his own right, also coming from the wrestling world. We did the same one. Dave Bautista. Nope. No. We did not. Who? Who'd you do? I went with John Cena. That would have worked as Blockers well. Blockers John Cena. He is just as charismatic. Oh yeah. Love yeah. It. You you get to see, especially in Blockers and in Bumblebee, yeah. you really gonna start to see him coming out. Like, yeah, really. All right, you you've got this. You've have you seen Blockers? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. He's right. really smart. In Who's that. directing yours? Uh, oh, I didn't have a director. I went with Bumblebee's Travis Knight. There you go. He's yeah, great, man. Going to get that that same kind of feel with the heart and everything. Uh huh. If you have it. any ideas about how you would recast Rampage or just thoughts about the movie in general, things that we didn't touch on, let us know. Go to facebook.com slash editing bay uh, or uh, in the search bar, put in the editing bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you could talk back to us and let us know what you thought about the movie. Uh, what you thought it did right, what you thought it did wrong, how you'd recast it. And if you have an idea for movies for us to watch in the future, go ahead and put your suggestions there. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is not Edit Bay. It's not The Editing Bay. It's EditingBay.com. Which one is Please go there, bookmark it. Uh, anytime you need any of your handy little links to Editing Bay stuff, you're going to find it there. You're going to find the link to the aforementioned Facebook page. Also, our Twitter handle, mm-hmm. which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. You'll always be the first to know what movies we're doing. And I, I like to retweet a little content there just to kind of keep it lively. Sure. Keep the conversation going. Also, on our website, you're going to find links to all of our past episodes. Joe, we're quickly approaching episode number 300. How far are we? On this here podcast. Today is, wait for it. I think this is 295, I right? Think, uh, it's 290. Ooh, you 295 or 296. You might be right. Let's find out. You may be right. I may be... He- what, what is he saying? I don't know. But I just might be the lunatic you're looking for. Episode number... This is 294. 294. Rampage. Turn so, to uh, page 294. Six... <laughs> Six more episodes till 300. Um, and so all of those episodes, uh, you can only hear the most recent 100 episodes. Sadly, if you're subscribing on our RSS feed. However, you want to hear all of them, you can go to editingbay.com. Cool. Uh, guys, leave us a, a rating and a review on your podcast app. Uh, take just a couple of seconds. Go up there, leave us a, a five-star rating uh, and a review. Let us know what you like about the show. Uh, even if you have criticism, 
make it a five-star criticism. You say like, hey, I like what you guys do, but maybe you could do this a little bit better, but then throw five stars on it. That's perfect. We'll take that. I got five on it. If you leave less than five stars, you're kind of a dick. Yeah. And we don't want you listening anyway. Don't be a dick. Let's do us both a favor and just, you don't listen. And we don't get a f- under five star review. Mutually assured destruction. <laughs> Look, I only want to talk to people who agree with me and have my same outlook. That's why we do this podcast. That's right. That's why we've done uh, the Men in Black and Unbreakable. That's right. That's the way we films that we the agree. way we live our lives a quarter, mile, quarter at a time, mile at a time. That we only agree on things. <laughs> And, and we, I think it's a smart idea to try to nuke hurricanes. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Um, all right. So what are we going to do next week? Oh, gosh. I don't know, Joe. Could be anything. We got a list of over 200 movies in our... Uh... But of those 200, there's a movie that wasn't on the list. No. That we've tried to do several times Keeps getting before. pushed. People keep dying. People keep fucking dying, man. That's right. Guys, we're going to try to do heart condition again. So tune in next week to hear <laughs> the, what, t- 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 whatever celebrity week? dies between because now and then. Jeff Goldblum's going to die. No! So we're going to end up you. watching fucking Transylvania 6 5000 or your something. filthy mouth. Uh, no, so we're going to try to watch Heart Condition again with Bob Hoskins, Denzel Washington. Uh, I believe it's from 1990-ish. Uh, Is that really the movie we would do if Jeff Goldblum died? Transylvania 6 5000? I would think uh, fly, I like maybe. that this is where you got stuck. You're like, well, yeah, well, well, now, wait a minute. In this alternate universe where I Jeff mean, Goldblum is no do, longer with us. We could do a Wes Anderson movie or something. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah such ensemble He's pieces. Done a lot fly. Of we could do Hideaway Seth again. Seth Grundle. Oh, yeah. Listen to our Hideaway episode. <laughs> right, right, Regina. <laughs> You loved that movie. Mm. <laughs> Listen to our Hideaway episode <laughs> to hear how much I loved that movie. Yeah, I dig that film. All right, guys, check us out next week. Heart condition. Hopefully next week. Look, you know what? I want to put this out there. Okay. Because we're in the middle of rehearsals right oh, now for Werewolf right. of London, yeah. Pocket Sandwich Theater. Check out pocketsandwich.com for details plug. on that. We're going to open September 27th. <laughs> runs through November 16th. Going to be a good show. Uh, we just, Lauren already bought we, tickets. To did that, he by really? The way. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with him. When? I think October sixth. Maybe. Oh, God, you guys got to get your tickets for October twelfth. Well, I'm not going to be out of town That's for that. The day I'm performing. I'm going to be. Why are you? Why are you performing because, that day? Because somebody in the show is going to be out. Uh, well, and so I have to fill in. We're going to be out as well. God Sorry. Damn it. Sorry. All right. Well, never mind. I'll be seeing Guns and Roses that weekend. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> Cut Jeff, the part out. Thank you very much. <laughs> Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all. We'll mine. catch you guys next week. Hopefully, that's what I was saying. We may not be back. Now. Just prepare yourself. The schedule may be a little flimsy for the next couple <laughs> well, of weeks. Tess and I be doing heart condition. Uh, you and Tess might be doing heart condition. <laughs> right. But either way, heart condition next week here on the show. We'll see you then. Thank uh, you, guys. Thanks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.